This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there. This is Mr. Tittles. We're getting awful close to solving this mystery, aren't we? <laughs> Welcome to Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries, where our three investigators will be thrown into the mystery and madness of Arkham, Massachusetts in the year 1921. I am your Mythos Master, Ariel, and today's interesting fact is, if you could have any kind of superpower, what would it be? Mine would be telekinesis. Telekinesis! Yep. Beep you, my bullets. Uh, hi, I'm Aaron. I will be playing the investigator Trevor Montgomery, and my superpower would be the absolute control of metal, not Magneto style. I know what you're going to say, Mark. <laughs> His magnetism. Yeah, that's magnetism. Mm. Yeah, my name is Mark. I'm playing the character known as James Clarkson, and my superpower. Honestly, has always been tied between three. And that's Magneto's power to control magnets or magnetic fields, super speed, or the ability to fly. But the most practical for today's world would be Magneto's power because you'd never have to buy another car. <laughs> you could sit in your car and drive it without it needing to turn on the engine or anything. You quite literally just use your mind to pull it everywhere you go. This is true. Same with telekinesis. So does that mean that Magneto really isn't the bad guy because he's more environmentally conscious than anyone else in the world? Honestly, yes. Like, like if you want to go green, that's the best way to do it. Don't make me like Magneto. (laughs) The only time you'd have to start it is in the wintertime so you can have heat if you're in a cold environment. But if you live in like Florida, you could, you know, turn the motor over yourself and just have air conditioning all year round. (laughs) <laughs> That's oh my the best gosh. way to do it. Um, Daniel, I'm playing the parapsychologist Fred Lyons, and mine would be super speed for superpower. Could you just imagine Daniel being a, running around town? Just <laughs> I mean, he's already thin like Barry Allen, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started. Where we last left off, you three had enjoyed the fireworks show. Trevor and James decided to get a drink afterwards. Found some eerie coincidences where Trevor invited James back to his mansion. They chit-chatted and you both heard a voice in your head. So we're going to pick up right after you hear that. What on earth was that? 
James, I need you to roll me a sanity. Alrighty. It was 15 under 45. Okay. Pew, pew. You found it a little strange, but it... Nothing too... Yeah. Stuttering. Sorry. <clears throat> so. That is what we've been dealing with since the asylum incident. Asylum incident? What... What... Pretel happened there? So I'm gonna hand him the diary... Uh, what is this? This is what we acquired from the Arkham Asylum. Oh. In addition to a pendant. Can I see this pendant? No, said pendant had to be placed inside of a statue. Ah, is there any way I could see this statue with the pendant? And the feds are all over the place still, I'm sure. Hmm. I'm going to read the diary. Okay. In the beginning part of the diary, it's just a normal sequence of Dr. Matherson's everyday life. Talked about the asylum, getting it put together, all of that. As you keep turning more pages, he starts divulging into hearing voices a voice in his head how strange things were happening around the asylum and as you continue on he almost sounds insane himself towards the end going on about wanting to kill anything in his path full of rage anger and hatred and then at the very end it's almost like he was back to normal and he talked about finding a statue underneath the asylum and where he had found information to create a seal for the monster that was in the lake near the asylum a monster in the lake it continues on about how this monster would invade not only his mind, but the mind of the inmates, the patients, and the orderlies to cause them to attack each other. And how he had successfully created a pendant to be placed into the statue to seal the monster away. And that is the end of the diary. Very strange. It's very, very strange. The last case we worked was someone animating scarecrows to torture a poor farmer. And he said something about uh, something about a horned one. Horned one? Uh, can I roll a, uh, a cult on that? You sure can. I hope you get it. That is 29 under 45. Sweet. James, you would remember from European folklore of the Horned One, which is believed to preside over the wild hunt. 
which is a coterie of supernatural hunters who are said to be an omen of ill fortune. Well, this isn't good. The horned one. Is, um, <clears throat> they're a group of people. Uh, they usually aren't... They don't bode well for you locals, that's for sure. Well, <clears throat> from my understanding, the horned one is an individual. He is, but those who worship him uh, often aren't looking to, you know, further the human experience in good ways. <sighs> Fantastic. So you're looking for essentially a, a coven of some sorts. Well, I'm going to hand him the book we retrieved from Salem. Okay. That reads about the... Is that the one about the werewolves? It's not about the werewolves. This book contains a lot of translations for a lot of different symbols. There is more if you would like to read it. Yeah, definitely read it. In it, it contains different spells. The two with the clearest translations are right here. Banish command. Hmm. Where did you get this book? Said down in Salem? Yes, from a mutual friend. Mutual friend. Alright. This is a book of magic. A spell book, if, if you will. Uh. Interesting. I think I might have somebody I may be seeing soon about this spell book. Is there anything I can roll on it, like an occult check or anything? For which part? The like the rest of the spells, or is it is it got to be some kind of language? Or? It would have to be some kind of language because the book itself it is translated from German to English. Mm-hmm. However, some of the translations have gotten lost in between the symbols to German and then from German to English. So some of it isn't very clear. You can have some of the words. You could probably figure out the rest of the spells. However, it would take you a little bit of time. Is the German translation still there? Please. It is. Sweet. I know German. Can I start translating myself? You can. It would take you a little bit of time, but yes, you can. Um, Mr. Montgomery, I'd like to hold on to this book. I believe I could translate the German myself over time, given enough time and study. Um, I do know a fair bit of German. I could easily translate it for you and see what this book is all about. I'm more than happy to do this. However, do not think me rude when saying this. I think it best you translate the book here as you are still stranger to me and though I have come to trust you a little more than the average Joe you are still new. I would need to take it back to my hotel room so I can study it further with my notes that I have there. You understand? I I I am on the older side. My brain's not what it used to be, but if I study there for a couple days, I might have something for you. 
Well, then it seems we are in an impasse. I'm going to walk over to the music room. Okay. I'm going to stare at the cello, the open case. Is that his cello? Yes. I wonder if he has it hidden still. He had a secret compartment hidden in there somewhere. Um, his wife had it bought for him, you see. Uh, he used to hide little trinkets in there that he would pick up while we were touring around Europe before the war. Hmm. He'd sneak them across the border in places where things weren't allowed. I'm sure he does. I'm going to walk over to the case and see if I can find some sort of trap or trigger. Okay. Would Marcellus have it not easily accessible, but where if somebody looked could find it? I mean, if you looked hard enough, yeah. It's um, If you lift the cello up and out of the case, there is a little plaque on the inside. And it says, to my love, Miles from Sylvia. Okay, just roll a spot hidden then. No. <laughs> no. 73 out of 66. Okay, so you pull the cello out and you do see the plaque, but you think nothing of it. And A 15 under 25. Okay. Well, while he has the cello lifted, you notice that and you realize, hmm, that's a little fishy. Yeah, right here, the plaque. And he pushes down and it, the whole back of the cello case, like, click, click, and pops open. So I'm going to gently place the cello on the piano and I'm going to open the case the rest of the way on okay. the piano next to it. Inside the cello case is, uh, of course, a bunch of uh, rounds for his rifle mm-hmm. and his stash of heroin well my heavens I did not know he was on pain medication of such power yeah he uh, seems to have drifted uh, afar from the last time you knew him it seems so of course the war changed many of men not for the better so I'm gonna take the uh heroin and rounds out of the back. Okay. I'm just going to place them on the piano and then I'm going to close the case, put the cello back in, close the case up. Okay. Would you mind if I had that sent to the museum over in London? They would very much like to have it in his memory. The place where he played a lot of good music a lot of good friends would very much like to see that again and put in a place of such high esteem yeah I'm just gonna hand the case over I'll have it sent at once you can take the book thank you Mr. I, Montgomery I have one request however oh cool I will be sending one man to watch you. 
I request that this man gain absolutely zero knowledge of the book. And I will be telling him personally that you are an esteemed colleague of mine from over yonder. And uh, you are his requesting his personal security while you're in town. Well, that would be much obliged. I, I don't have any bodyguards with me, more just servants that uh, tend to my, you know, everyday needs. Right. I will, uh, I'll go fetch him. So I'm going to go to the front door, lean out. It's the same guy that kicked Millie's door down. Okay. Uh, you want to redeem yourself? Yeah, boss. What do we do? I just need you to uh, watch uh, watch our new friend. He's a esteemed colleague of mine, and he's in town. And he's requesting some personal security. You mean the guy with the funny accent? Yeah, the guy with the funny accent, yes. All right, I can do that, boss. You want to go get the car? <sighs> yes, go get the car. All right. So I'm going to walk back in. Okay. Uh, my friend is going to bring the car around and he'll be sending you back to your hotel, I assume? Yes. Yes, of course. All right. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure meeting you, sir. Um, do send me a picture of that uh, jello once it gets to the place it belongs. I will, of course, have them send that over immediately as soon as it's set up and ready to go. All right, I'll be waiting for word on this book. Yep. Good night, sir. And a good evening to you. I'll go back to my hotel room and basically fall asleep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it's about probably one in the morning yeah. now. So His old ass is tired. All right, you two go to sleep. You wake up the next day. What are you doing? Uh, I'm spending the day translating. Okay. I will get back to you later then. Okay. I'm going to go visit my dear friend, the shrink. Dear friend, the shrink. The shrink. All right, Fred. Lions. You get a knock at your door. All right, I'll get, leave my uh, room. It's probably my kitchen that has my <laughs> suspect wall. And I'll head over to the door. It doesn't sound. It was sounded like it was more like eye level, right? Close to it where the knock was. So it's not those darn neighborhood kids. Hold on, let me roll for this. You can't tell. So I will carefully <laughs> open this door and look. Will you just open the door now? I had to make sure it wasn't kids or anything, so I'll open the door. <laughs> For somebody who's terrified of the moon, I would I would be more inclined to believe you were more terrified of children. No, I just don't like children. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna walk in. <laughs> Do I see his suspect wall from where I'm standing? Would he? It's probably closer to the kitchen, but it's probably big enough that he probably could. Roll me a spot. <sighs> 73 again. Man, I have the highest stat in my spot. So you don't see it? No, I don't see it. Uh, no, nope, you don't see anything. Maybe you can give it one later if he's moving around the house. 
if he actively looks in the kitchen, maybe. <laughs> we, uh, we've acquired ourselves a new ally. Have we? We have. Seems to know Mr. Miles. Miles? Yes, that's his real name. Who? Marcellus was not his real name. His real name was Miles. Yeah, information I was not privy of. Oh my god. Follow the bouncing ball. Read the room. It's only my house. And Mr. Lyons, I am... At any rate, as far as I can see, he seems to be a completely rational and level-headed individual and has uh, mutual interests. So in the meantime, we will uh, consider him as such. Okay. Did you need anything to drink or anything to eat since you... Oh, wow. That's mighty fine of you to offer, finally, after five minutes of standing in your home... Good lord. I never had people come over, so. I can tell. I'm just gonna kind of look around his house. <laughs> I'll lead him to the kitchen if he wants to follow me. <laughs> I'll walk behind him. Okay. So then he'll see the... Yeah, the you won't need to roll at this point. You will see his suspect wall in all its glory. It's basically a map of the city and then not the surrounding area exactly. Like, there'll be strings leading out, but it's got little images of stuff that we've... <laughs> countered some of his question marks as drawings. Well, I had no idea you were so versatile. Just gonna kind of look at the board with wide eyes. Yeah, so there will be a spot that shows the farm and then something about it says like jellyfish question mark and (laughs) then it says like asylum. It's got dragon statue and then a a bad picture that the kids drew and (laughs) it's, it's that stuff there like it's just all like, cause like the Salem thing says, uh, what does the Salem thing say? It says humanoid with wolfish features, question mark. Well, I would like you to accompany me to visiting a dear friend of mine. I think she can, uh, shed some light on these topics. Yeah, because you can see I've got plenty of questions. Right, so you will accompany me, yes? Sure, when you want to go. Now. All right, let me grab my briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) I'll grab it. It's a fucking briefcase. (laughs) It's usually packed anyway, so. Oh, God. All right, so I'm going to go wait in the car for him. I'll leave, make sure I lock lock my door. Can't have those kids get in my house. kids that never come by. <laughs> I was like, you live in like the deepest part of the neighborhood. I don't even think there's children near you. There would be, but they kind of steer clear of Fred. He doesn't give candy out of trick-or-treating, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, both of you are in the car. Where are you going? Going over to Evelyn's house. Ooh, her big old mansion. Mm-hmm. Okay, you drive for a little bit and you get to Evelyn's mansion. You walk up and knock on the door and a butler answers. Is uh, Miss Evelyn in? She is. 
let me check with her and see if she is willing to see any visitors. Wait here. He nods and shuts the door and a few minutes pass and the door opens back up and it is Evelyn. Well, hello, Miss Langdon. Why, it's very nice to see you. And who are you? I'm Fred Lyons, psychiatrist. Well, nice to meet you. She sticks her hand out for you to shake it. I'll shake it. Now, what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? Well, I do apologize for our intrusion, but we have a few questions about uh, some oddities. Oh, no problem at all. Come follow me. And she leads you in the house. Mansion. She takes you through. You end up getting to like a sliding glass door Mm -hmm. to the backyard. She takes you out there and asks William to get some drinks for everyone. She ushers you to sit down. I'll take a seat. Now, it is quite private out here, so no need to worry. We have stumbled upon a book. A book of spells. Oh. We've also stumbled upon someone called the Horned One. Hmm. At this point, I'm not quite sure if it's a someone or something. Unfortunately, it would be a something. Hmm. However, I haven't heard that one. I will have to look up and see. Look up. You're not the only one with books. Now, those spell book, that spell book you were talking about. Yes. I advise you not to use it. Whatever for. It costs to cast spells. It costs a lot more than just items. Hmm. It costs part of your humanity. Do stop me if I intrude too much, but how would you know about this, Ms. Langdon? I've been dabbling in these sort of things for a few years now. So you have this Ability to cast spells? Technically, everyone has the ability. But like I said, to cast these, it costs you dearly. I have to keep that in mind. Right, I do have another question for you. Yes. These beasts that we stumbled across in Salem... Are they a normal occurrence? Yes, unfortunately. They are werewolves. Come out at the full moon. Well, Mr. Lyons, it seems your fear isn't uh, completely irrational after all. Of course it's not. (laughs) Why hasn't anybody done anything about these beasts? Me and Kyle, we are trying. Kyle? Yes. I've never heard this name around here. 
Well, he was a private investigator in Boston and had moved back, I believe it was last year. Miss Evelyn. Yes. You don't seem the type to be interested in PIs. Whatever do you mean? When you talk about this gentleman, it, again, I stop me if I pry too much, but are you an item? I believe so, yes. Well, congratulations. Thank Finally. you. It's nice to see the wild child that is Miss Langdon settle down. <laughs> I need you to roll me a psychology. Okay. Ooh, that one actually I might have gotten. I did. 25 out of 52. You notice an immense sadness about her that she is very carefully trying to hide, but you see it slip through every now and then, especially when you had talked about Kyle. Miss Lyons, could you give us a moment? Guess I'll just walk off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, but I cannot help but notice there is an incredible aura of sadness about you. Yes, I believe there is. Miss Langdon, what's going on? Werewolves aren't the only thing in Salem. Whatever do you mean? There are witches there as well. Witches? Witches. One of which cost me my unborn child. Well, I'm incredibly sorry for that. Well, Miss Langdon, I don't know what to say. It's okay. I. It's fine. That's why I told you not to dive too deep. You will lose everything. I'm starting to realize that. But since you seem to be so much like my Kyle, I know you are going to keep going. I will help you with anything that you need help with. But I do warn you. Everything costs. And some things you cannot get back. Well, I've asked all the questions I need to ask. And I appreciate your hospitality. And I hate to ask it, but... What chance would you give us a few more moments? I believe Mr. Lyons had a few questions. Of course. So I'll go get <laughs> Fred. You would walk towards like her garden area. So uh, Trevor comes and gets you. I'm going to sort of nod my head over that way. So you done now? Yes. You can go ask your questions. Jeez. You know, send out a red carpet for you too and direct you to the traffic? Or? You could. Uh, I mean, you probably have the ability to. Let's go ask your questions, Ms. Lyons. I'll head over there. 
Okay. Oh, Mr. Lyons, you have questions for me? Yes, many. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've established, apparently, that werewolves are a thing, what else exists? Oh, forgive me. You would have to be more specific. There are a lot, a lot of things that exist. Uh, the dangerous stuff. I know that's not very specific either. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, everything that does exist is very dangerous. I've seen scarecrows, jellyfish, apparently werewolves. A jellyfish? Yeah, there's some jellyfish. Interesting. It's another thing I'll have to look up. I've also been looking for ghosts, but apparently... They like to hide. Oh, I've run into a few ghosts in my time. Would you like me to point you in the right direction towards one? I mean, if it's not going to kill me type ghost. Uh, no, s- most ghosts are... <laughs> not going to kill me type ghosts. <laughs> most ghosts are harmless. Uh, poltergeists are the ones you have to look out for. Yeah, I mean, if you want to warn me where those are so I don't go there... But I will investigate other ghosts if you have ideas. I do know there is a ghost in one of the dorm rooms at the Miskatonic University. Harmless, but does love to play a prank every now and then. Hmm. Well, there happens to be another one. Have you heard of the witch house here in town? Have I? You probably would, since you dabble in paranormal. Yes. Yes, I have. Steer clear of that one. Is that uh, one of these poltergeists? Yes. Well, and there's another... There's another church. Clear on the other side of Arkham. The Asbury Church. It's around the police department. That one. That one's interesting. Not a poltergeist? Not yet. Friendly so far, but sometimes places like that can attract more vicious things. But so far, I think that's it for Arkham. I do know a few other places, especially in Boston. But any other questions? Uh, There's probably plenty more, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I'm going to leave her my address. Give my address. If okay. you uh, come across more and you're thinking about, like with the ghost, if you want to just send me a list sometime. Okay, I can do that. Well, thank you for your time. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, Mr. Lyons. Same. Are you quite finished with all your questions, Mr. Lyons? I'll never be finished, but I figure. Give us some time. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, Ms. Langdon, if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. We'll be in touch. Same. And please, Trevor, be careful. I will. And keep in mind what I said about those spells. I will. On a happier note, I would like to introduce myself to this Kyle at some point when he's made available. (laughs) I can arrange that. However... I'm not sure he would appreciate our past, Trevor. Understandable. But, uh, 
as I do run a smooth ship here. New PIs make me uncomfortable if you uh, catch my drift. I do, but he's no he's no issue. Right. Well, we'll be on our way. You have yourself a lovely day. You as well, Trevor. And you too, Mr. Lyons. Thank you. And she will show you to the door. Show you back to the door. And waves at you as you leave. All right. So we'll get in the car and we'll drive off. Okay. Where are you going? Uh, I guess I'm going to take Mr. Bynes back to his house. His apartment. You do that. I should be mean and say, like, there's two children standing in front of the door, but I'm not going to. <laughs> have to be That's like, just being mean. Lisa, can we have some milk? I'd, be like, I'd have to be like, Mr. Montgomery, can you take care of these for me? <laughs> <laughs> when you say take care of them, <laughs> it's not me to question. <laughs> okay, so nothing. There's no children in front of your door. You get back to your apartment. Fine. Trevor, where are you going? I am going to go to the hotel. Okay. And I'm going to go talk to the reception. Okay. There is a middle-aged gentleman standing behind the desk. Ah, uh, question for you. Did a uh, older gentleman with quite a bit of cash to throw around uh, check in here? <laughs> yes, he did. Last well, night. He had me drop him. Uh, uh, distance away from here. He said he enjoyed the walk. I could only assume he meant this hotel was the one he was going to walk to. Of course. Uh, would you mind telling me what room number he's in? Certainly. Room number 321. Right. Well, thank you for your time and I'm going to hand him a $5 bill. He nods at you. Do you wish me to call and alert him you are coming. I best uh, I see that would be best, yeah. The, the plot thing to do, so yes, please. He nods at you and picks up the phone, and James, your phone is ringing in your room. Uh, Bitterman, could you pick up the phone for me, please? It's hello? I am calling to let Mr. Clarkson know that he has a guest coming up to his room. Okay, I will let him know right away. I hang up the phone and he tells you that there is somebody coming up to your room. Oh, I wonder who that could be. <clears throat> Trevor, you get into the elevator and get up to the third floor. Walk straight down the hallway and you get to 321. Give it a little rat-a-tat-tat. Uh, Bitterman, please open the door for our guest. Right away, sir. And opens the door. Mr. Clarkson. Ah, yes. Uh, Mr. Montgomery, I believe. Yes. Uh, when you walk in the room, it is filled with smoke from a uh, from a hookah that he's smoking almost endlessly. And he's um, at his desk uh, with a bunch of papers out in front of him and the uh, journal that he's reading. I won't take up too much of your time. I just came here to inform you that uh, if we have any questions, we may refer them to Miss Langdon. Miss Langdon? Yes. Famous actress? Yes, this is a dear friend of mine. 
I would very much like to meet her sometimes. Her movies are absolutely phenomenal. I believe I can arrange this at some point. But uh, in regards to uh, our line of questioning and our current divination of work, Miss Langdon will be our contact. Along with this Kyle that didn't quite catch her last name. Some sort of PI recently moved here from Boston. Hmm. Private investigators. Nosy chaps, those. Mm. We'll see how nosy gets here in Arkham. But at any rate, that's for me to worry about. I just thought I would inform you that we have ourselves a new ally. Uh It's much needed on the front of fighting uh, what we are facing. That's for sure. She says she has access to uh, quite a bit of literature on this. Yes, if we were back in my home in Kingston, I'd have plenty of books about it myself, but as I'm traveling, I don't have the resources I usually do. Well, at any rate, if you need more resources, I believe she'd be more than willing to help, but she did give me a warning about these spells. Oh, yeah, I know. Nasty. I would never try casting them myself. Heard stories of them going awry and going wrong, taking people's mind from their very body and leaving behind a broken person with barely any humanity left in them. My goodness. Well, I won't keep you any longer. I appreciate you letting me in, and uh, if you have any questions, I'm gonna jot down my house number. Okay street address and whatnot. Just, uh... You can stay for a bit and partake in this hookah if you wish. Ah. Not much of a hookah man myself, but I appreciate the offer. Alright, have a good day, Mr. Montgomery. You too, Mr. Clarkson. I'm gonna walk out and head home. Okay. As soon as you get home, one of your men alert you that you had received a phone call from Father David wishing for you to come see him at the West Church. All right. Well, I will head out to the church then immediately. Okay. Soon as you get there, you walk into the church. It's a very nice church. You see Father David up by the, the altar and he waves at you and is coming down walking towards you. Uh, Father, what seems to be the issue? Oh, Mr. Montgomery, thank you for coming as soon as you can. I wish your aid. Should you help? I'm concerned about something. What is this? Well, the children at Sunday school were going on and on about being frightened about weird nightmares they've had. About a horned beast. A horned beast, you say? Yes, and normally I wouldn't be concerned, but it was over half of the children, and their dreams were the same. Uh, same horned beast. They didn't go much into detail. Well, then after the fireworks last night, I've had a couple people come in 
and talked to me concerned about spotting one at the fireworks. And this... They could just be playing off of the children and... You know... But my concern is... I'm worried if it's maybe teenagers... Playing a silly prank on the children. You know how teenagers get. I'm almost betting one of them is just dressing up and going around children's windows at night trying to terrify them. And they believe it's a dream. I just wish for your help to figure out if that is the case and if you could politely ask them to stop. Normally, I would say that this is a uh, situation better handled by the by the law, but <sighs> being that the law is quite busy these days with the asylum incident, I will happily happily take this situation for you. Oh, I appreciate it. I did not want to involve the law. I don't want them to get in trouble. They are kids, after all. Understandable. Is that all you had for me, Father? Yes. I greatly appreciate your help. Right. I will see myself out. If you need anything else, you just let me know. Will do. All right. So I'm going to head out. Okay. As you turn around and leave and you get towards the door, I need you to roll me a hard spot. Oh, no. We all know how the spots go for me. You're gonna fail it. Oh, no. Hard as half. Half for me is 33. I got a 25. <laughs> okay, as you're leaving the church, something catches your eye to your left on one of the pews. And you turn and look, and you see this carved into the pew. So I've just been handed uh, the first clue of this scenario. And it is a circle with some sort of box and a bunch of lines. You know what? We're just going to post this to Twitter. Just going to post it to Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, I'm going to take it and jot it down in my notebook. Okay. And that's where we're going to end the episode tonight. Ah, You always do this. (laughs) All right. That's the end of the episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next week. Hey everybody, this is your Mythos Master, Ariel. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a review and share it with a friend. You can come chat with us on our Discord or check out our Twitter. Links are in the show notes below. Next episode airs next Saturday. Keep your percentiles low and your sanity high. What up to Night City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City, Cyberpunk, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Noel, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. What are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) 
This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Altaris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. Yeah, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Long gone are the days where people sing about West Virginia as almost heaven. After nuclear war and disease, it's far from heaven now. Far from Heaven, a Fallout 76 story podcast, is a tale of survival, conflict and hope set in the Fallout 76 game world. Join our survivors on their journey to reach that almost heaven once more. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon and many other great podcasts and apps. Far from Heaven. Fallout 76 story, available now.